like to introduce Mary Huckle, a fitness professional and stop Pilates instructor. Mary is a stage four cancer thriver and pro gray hair ambassador. Today, we are going to delve into Mary's aging journey and how to pick yourself up again and again. Hi, Mary. How are you? Hello, Rosaria. I'm very well, thank you. Great. Good to so, see you. Great to see you too. Um, so let's start from the beginning of your health and fitness journey. What made you pursue a career and a, and a healthy lifestyle? Okay, so um, my passion for anything health and fitness related goes right back to like childhood so believe it or not I was one of those really annoying girls at school who loved PE so um, I was never trying to get out of PE if anything I'd try, just try and get into as many lessons as I could um, and I was quite lucky because I had like a group of friends who also loved PE and so we sort of like we were in the school teams for you know, most of the sports and um, our forte was netball. So that was uh, that was my personal forte, um, goal shooter or goal attack. So, yeah, so it, it's, yeah, it's a bit weird, but yeah, it goes right back to childhood. And then um, I left school and I actually got into banking and finance when I left um, school at 18. So... I pursued that career for a few years and then I eventually trained to be a personal trainer in my late 30s. So it was all very, yeah, it was, it was there. It was there all, all the way along, it was there, but um, I was waiting for the opportunity. But even when I was working at the bank, you know, I'd always, I'd always be working out and going to the gym or going to classes or going for a run, you know, you know it's in my own time. So it was, it was there, it was inbuilt, sure. Yeah, sounds, sounds pretty similar to me. I've always been very sporty. I was a netball player, centre. Mm. Um, I'm not very tall, so yeah. always a centre. Um, and yeah, just, it's, it's like, um, I do feel like it's in your soul yeah. um, when, when, you're, when you're like that. I was, I was exactly like you in the fact that if I could, I would do PE for every lesson if that was yeah. an option <laughs> absolutely yeah. loved it yeah um and you mentioned that you had a career change in your 30s mm. and um I, I can imagine that back then that was quite a daunting experience um because only recently have people decided actually you don't have to choose one career for the whole of your yeah. life you can take that step what gave you the courage to pursue a, a career change? Yes, that's a really good question. Um, I think the, the main driving factor for me was the fact that um, we, we were being made redundant. <laughs> so um, we, you know, the, the entire company was relocating up to the north of England. So I wasn't prepared to go. And I really, really wanted just, just to grab the opportunity and although, you know, we had three sort of like young, youngish children, um, my husband was very supportive. So after I'd explained what I wanted to do, he was like, let's go for it. So, yeah, I mean, it was quite a brave decision to make when you've got three young kids, you've got a mortgage, you know, you've got bills to pay. Um, but my husband was very supportive, as I say. We got into a little bit of debt with me, you know, retraining and uh, I went to the YMCA 
and did all the PT modules there. And, you know, it's not like a, you know, like a over a couple of weekends. It's like this, it goes on for months and months and months. And, you know, a lot of the studying was done at the weekends and at nights when the kids were in bed. So it was quite difficult as well, not just financially, but also, you know, time-wise and motivation-wise. Yeah, yeah, I had, to, I had to use matchsticks to keep you awake at night. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Bean kind yeah. of thing. Um, it sounds like it, it was a really, really um, tough time for you. And I actually didn't know that you had to, you were doing this while you had three children. And mm. that's very in, inspiring in itself to just take that step to actually sacrifice. Yes, I'm, I'm not going to be financially stable for a, for a period of my, of my life. And, um, but you had the faith to know that it would pay off in the end, which is, yes. um, which is, I think a lot of people get scared about. And part of um, what I'm trying to do with this podcast is inspire people, no matter what their age, whether they're 30, 60, 80, 100 years old to take steps and um, take risks and do things that they've actually always wanted to do or do something new. Um, and just because you reach a certain age doesn't mean you have to give up or oh, that's it, I'm retired now. I'm just going to sit on the sofa all day and do absolutely yeah. nothing. Um, so that's a great example of taking risks and 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 trusting the process and and just really believing in yourself and 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 kind of the universe to to let to help you to to pursue something that you've you've loved since you were a very young person um and then um and then all three to your 30s so you you had this career in personal training and fitness and health. And I can I, I know from personal experience when you start off, it is tough. Um, mm -hmm. it is a savage industry um to start in, but you look like you're thriving um in the industry now. Um, and you look like from from what I've seen, you're you're an expert in your field. Um, and I would love to discuss stop Pilates with you because I know how important and um effective stop Pilates is. Is. but for the people that, that don't know what that is um could mm -hmm. you explain it and and how you use it to help people with their health and well-being yeah so um so basically when I started my training I did the exercise to music which is always the first step isn't it that we take um and then I did the PT stuff and I was you know very much into the business because I, I worked freelance I worked in a gym basically for about six months and I couldn't hack it and I wanted to go and do my own thing so then I just worked freelance so then I was diagnosed with breast cancer in about in, well, in 2007. And um, after all the treatment had finished, I came across Pilates actually through my sister who lived in the States at the time. And, you know, and, you know, she was sort of like going to classes quite frequently and she changed her body shape. And, you know, I just sort of like from what I was gathering from her, I just thought it would be a really good thing to do for me and my recovery from the breast cancer surgeries, from the treatments. So that's what I did. I sort of like thought it, it would be an, another um, string to my bow and it would help me in my recovery. Um, so like following on from that, it's actually turned out to be something that I actually really, really enjoy, but also I think it's really important. And I wish that I'd done it 
or I had Pilates under my belt when I'd done all the PT stuff, all the, all the PT modules, because I learned so much more about the core and about the back and about, you know, rehab and all that sort of stuff, just, just from doing the Pilates, the Stop Pilates um, course. So, yeah, that's, and, and it's, you know, it, Pilates is very complementary to any sort of cardio, whether you run, play tennis, cycle, whatever, but it really complements and it really sort of like grounds you. And, you know, one really, really good thing about Pilates is that it's really good for rehab. So if anyone's got any spinal problems, any issues with their posture as well, it's brilliant. It really is brilliant. It just, you know, to, to realign and to rebalance and, and to basically just sort of like slow the body down so rather than sort of like doing, you know, one particular thing and doing a hit, you know, for the rest of your days, you know, you, by doing Pilates alongside that hit routine or whatever, it, it makes a huge difference. It increases your stamina, makes you stronger. Uh, yeah, I mean, the benefits are just like countless. You can tell that I'm really into Pilates. Yeah, you? you're really, really passionate. Um, yeah, I do feel quite strongly about it. Yeah, and... Um... So stop Pilates is from from what I understand because I actually did look into doing it, becoming qualified mm. myself at one point. Um, is very scientific based, um, and it's also, um, as you said, very rehabilitative. And also, I know that um, a lot of elite um, athletes, dancers, um, use stop Pilates yeah. um, to, to develop their. Um, their abilities and their, their mm. performance. Um, so you so you mentioned that you were diagnosed with cancer. Um, when did that happen? And and can you share that that journey with us? And and what was going through your head through that time? Um, yes, I was I was diagnosed in August two thousand and seven um, with primary breast cancer, and I basically went through you know all the all the treatments like the radical mastectomy I had the chemotherapy for six months then I was on tamoxifen for five years which is like a hormone blocker um, of course somebody in my position being a personal trainer being very fit very healthy I was probably probably at my fittest when I was diagnosed that's the irony of my story and I just couldn't understand you know, why I was diagnosed with breast cancer. Wasn't overweight, as I say, very fit, very healthy, you know, really into my business, training clients, like, you know, eight clients back to back on some days, teaching classes. I was doing circuits and um, I was also teaching um, kids fitness in schools as well, doing pre and postnatal. So I had all these things going on and I was diagnosed. And, and like I say, I had all the treatment um, I actually stopped working whilst I was going through chemotherapy because I wanted to be there for my clients and I knew that I couldn't really be there all the time. I was like having chemo every three weeks. I knew that there was a pattern to my um, side effects as well. So I, would, I didn't really feel that great for the first sort of like week, maybe perhaps two weeks in the cycle. And then I'd feel better in the third cycle. So, you know, how could I run a personal training business, classes, kids fitness in schools? I didn't want to let my clients down, basically. So 
I didn't work for about a year and a half, which was, it was gutting for me, you know, it was like, but that was my focus. That was my focus to get back to work, to have, you know, minimal surgery, hence why I didn't have the reconstruction. Um, I just wanted to get back to some sort of normality. And, you know, I wanted to rebuild my business, which is what I had to do once it was all over and doing the stock Pilates thing with the YMCA was part of that rebuilding, you know, but even during chemotherapy, I tried to keep as fit as possible. So my, you know, my sister would come over and like, you know, just drag my ass out for a run or for a walk, depending on how I felt. I'd go to classes as well if I felt, you know, well enough, strong enough to do that. Couldn't always finish a class, but hey, it doesn't matter because I just felt really good about even just going and just doing maybe half a class. And yeah, so it was really tough and it was really hard and giving up the business was difficult. But like I say, it was my focus and it was my one of the driving factors for me to get to get well again. And uh, then I was basically cancer free for about seven years. Um, and I really thought that having breast cancer was just a glitch in my life and it would yeah. never- Like a one-time thing. Yeah, exactly. It would never darken my doorstep again. And, you know, it's sort of like, and it's only later on in life that I realized that 30% of women and men, well, not maybe men as many, as many men, but 30% of women do go on to get re-diagnosed with secondary breast cancer. So that's what happened to me in 2014. Um, again, it was a real shock. And, but this time I was determined not to give up my business. So although I had lots of surgeries, you know, after the, the, the diagnosis and tr lots of different treatments, again, I had to deal with, I just worked around all of those and I just kept my business going. And yeah, I do feel a responsibility to my clients and um, I've always been very grateful for their loyalty to me as well. So, so yeah. you talk about your business and your clients a lot and, um, mm. I think that's very admirable, but how do you feel and how was that process of being that fit person, being the, like the healthy one in the group and, and being, you, you almost, and when you're, I know what it's like feeling like that, you feel invincible and to mm. be diagnosed with cancer and you just feel like, oh, what, what have I done wrong? What could I have done better? What why me kind of thing I've I've done I've followed I've followed every instruction by the book I've I've listened to the science I know that I need to move every day I know that I'm healthy I need to eat well I know um and, and you do it as a job so so you've embodied that healthy lifestyle and still you've been diagnosed with a health condition and then the second time it happens and I can yeah. only imagine how strong and what's the word um determined you are to, to get through I, um, and that's the they're the words that kind of come out to me when you talk about your experience because I almost think think about it like if that was me I just I don't think I would be able to accept that I I I'm I I think many people would that would be very cross and angry with the world and be unable to accept oh, I've got through it and I, now I've got it again and and still I live a healthy lifestyle. What, why is this fair? Why why yeah. has life let this happen? Um, so wh how, what do you think was the, 
the the driving force? Do you think it's um, like an, a, a deep internal ability to keep getting back up and to accepting that this is it and I have to, to just pursue this lifestyle in the best way possible and, and just keep going? How did you do that? Yeah, um, I think this one of the reasons why I did the Pilates course um, was because I really thought that I wouldn't be able to go back and do what I'd previously been doing. Um, and I thought, well, if I can't, you know, go back to personal training and, you know, doing HIIT and Tabata and jumping around and doing plyometric stuff and whatever, then at least I'll, I'll have the Pilates and I can sort of like teach classes and, and build my business around that. Um, but, you know, but I soon found out actually I could go back, you know, I just somehow rebuilt, <laughs> not maybe not rebuilt my body per se, but mentally I've always been quite strong anyway. I think people always tell me that, I, but I, I put that down to being really quite fit as well. You know, I think anybody in the fitness industry can vouch for that, that I think it does make you stronger mentally. And then, and then, you know, hence you become stronger physically. So I could actually go back. I didn't actually feel any different after my diagnosis and after all my treatments. I had like some side effects from the tamoxifen, for example, like so headaches were a bit more frequent. There was a bit of joint pain here and there. But other than that, I tolerated the treatments really well. Um, so I could go back and do what I wanted to do, but it's a secondary diagnosis where it starts to really hit you um, and, and the treatments start taking their toll um, and, the, you know, the extra surgeries and whatever. And do, you yeah. think, do you think that your fitness lifestyle prior to that and during that, that period of your life allowed you to, your body to be more resilient to the mm. treatment? Definitely. Honestly, I still say even to this day that the keeping fit and healthy you know has kept me in good stead definitely um yeah physically and mentally um it's only really in the recent years maybe sort of like the the past of like two three years that the the treatments the chemotherapies because i've had like literally one after the other i've gone through quite a few treatment lines and it's only in recent years that it's starting to really really affect me and I'm starting to think, oh, actually, I'm not quite the same person. You know, I don't, I don't look the same. I don't really feel the same. And that is difficult to accept. That for me has been a real stumbling block um, mentally to accept that. But if you don't accept something that is happening to you, then you can't move on. So it's really important to be able to move on from what you're feeling, from what you're seeing, you know, from how you see yourself. And, and like I said, I've been really lucky that I've, you know, managed to continue teaching and working. And I intend to do so until the day that I can't anymore. Yeah. Hopefully will be, not be for, for a long, long time yet. Um, because I love my job. I love yeah. doing what I do. I love, you know, helping people and advising and, you know, mentoring and whatever. Yeah. And so, you know, my job's evolved as well over the years because, you know, a lot of my clients have or have had breast cancer, for example, 
or other cancers. So in that respect, I can always, I can give back. And that's one, one good thing that's come out of having breast cancer is that I'm giving back. And I vowed to do that the day that I was diagnosed, I would find a way to do something positive. Wow. And yeah. I think I've, I think I've achieved that without, yeah. without blowing my own trumpet too much. No, absolutely, no. absolutely. Um, well, that was very, um, very thought-provoking. And if you don't mind um, sharing mm. your age now and what you are doing currently and how your health is now um, and what your ambitions are for the future. Right, okay, so I'm, I'm 55. Um, and I'm teaching Pilates and I'm personal training, but on Zoom um, at the moment. So I'm just about, hopefully, fingers crossed to start a clinical trial. But prior to that, I've been on chemotherapy and, you know, and with COVID sort of like being very much at the forefront of our lives at the moment, I just can't take the risk of doing sort of like indoors, big groups like I was teaching before. So I've had to sort of like step away from that. You know, but the good thing is, is that on Zoom online, um, I've got my original clients, you know, I've got lots of them that have stuck with me. And then I've got lots of new clients, you know, some are even abroad that join my classes. So for me, it's, I'm happy with that setup at the moment. And when I feel like it's safe enough for me to sort of like go out and maybe teach group classes again indoors, then I will do so. But I'm hoping to start up my fitness in the park as well, um, because I'd, I've been teaching that for a few years. So it's obviously outdoors, you know, it's in, in, the, in, a, in my local park. And that's always been quite popular. So I'm hopefully going to start teaching that when the weather perks up a little bit, because it's still a bit too wet. Yeah, and a bit yeah. cold. <laughs> a bit cold as well. I know it's just so frustrating because, you know, usually I would have started those classes by now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's hopefully in the pipeline as well. Amazing. So with 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 everything that you've been through um, and what you've learned through your journey, what would you say are your top three um, mottos for life? What do you think people should go? So if whether you're 50 and you're listening now to whether you're 25 and you're listening now, um, but what, what do you think gets you through this time, but also helps you to be so ambitious and driven despite your health conditions? Yeah. Um, okay. That's really good. That's a really good question. I'm trying to desperately think now of my top three mantras to get me, you know, to get you through life. Um, definitely, you know, don't stop dreaming. You know, if you have an ambition, you know, a drive, a dream, then then go for it you know I just think you have to have some sort of purpose in life and you know the way that I see it is that if you just wander through life from day to day you know you don't have any focus do you so you don't really you know you haven't got that drive but I think you know if you've got like an ambition a, a dream or something to work towards then you, you you're more alive you're you're just more with it um it's definitely, you know, don't stop dreaming. Go for it if you have a dream. Um, something else, I, in respect of the breast cancer, I'm very much um, a, a patient advocate. So I like to know what I'm dealing with. 
So, and I, I think that, you know, keeps people in good stead with regards to their illness as well, because it gives you some sort of like control and it, it does empower you. Um, and also, you know, don't stop challenging, don't stop questioning, don't just accept things um, at face value. <laughs> Um, don't stop challenging, you know, yeah, don't stop questioning. Stay curious is a really good one. Um, and I just find something good in every day as well. Just find a positive in every single day that you're living. Um, it doesn't matter what it is, but just find something. Just find that, see that, that chink of light somewhere, even yeah. in the darkest days. Yeah. yeah. I think that's, that's a fantastic um perspective and mantras to find one small thing to be to be happy about and to appreciate and be thankful um because I think especially coming from someone who's gone through so much and there are there are lots of us and we think I think we take things for granted and we we don't appreciate um it's like when you're in a low moment and you're, you're having a really hard time. And of course, absolutely everybody has their own levels and of um, what they can cope with. Mm. But, and, and you've got that saying of there are people starving or, or there are people that have terminal illnesses and, and I'm here crying about something very, very insignificant. And just having that idea of actually all I need to do is focus in those times of um, of feeling low and and lonely and upset and feeling that lack of purpose in life sometimes is to is to find one happy thing and I do think that that's a really powerful way of 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 getting you through the tough times. Yeah. Um, so thank you so much for joining on today's. Oh, episode. that's okay. It's my pleasure. Thank you for asking me. Yeah, no, really, really inspiring. I nearly, I nearly had a, a tear at one point. Um, Bless you. Just, just <laughs> the way that you you described your journey, um, and it was just very, very eye opening and and inspirational. Um, oh. So, if one any of our listeners want to work with you um, or want to, to to chat to you, how is the best and what is the best way for them to get in touch with you? Yeah, so you'll you'll find me um, on Instagram a lot. <laughs> so lots of clients or would be clients, you know, just direct direct message me. Um, I'm very simply just Mary Huckle. I can be found quite easily. Um, I'm on. I do have a website, BreakthroughFitness.co.uk, and I I am on Facebook as well as Mary Huckle. Um, so yeah, I mean, even get onto the website, you'll find all my social media handles on there. I am on Twitter as Mary Huckle. <laughs> so it's like, uh, yeah, I use my name quite a lot rather than my business name. But my business name is Breakthrough Fitness. Yeah. If anybody wants but it, to I think you, you are your brand as well. So I think the fact that you use your name is, is uh, people connect with that a bit more than Yes. Then a, a brand, a very generalized brand name, and I think that is the the power of what you do because people are buying into you and your story and your inspiration. Um, and they could look at any any other tra personal training business, but when they find Mary Huckle, who's gone through all of this, who has um, 
exceptional knowledge in her field who is so ambitious and so um inspiring and has that get up and again and again attitude um I think that's why people people connect with you and and they want to work with you so thank you so much thank for, you. for being here with me Thanks, today Rosaria.